Cause we got the alternative energy right. On nuclear free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello, on this week's Radioactive Show We get an update on the uranium mine proposals in Western Australia This show is produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne On the stolen land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation My name's Mara In March this year, after eight years in office, the pro-uranium mining Colin Barnett Liberal government lost the state election, but not before pushing through the approvals of four mines, Kintyre, Ulyri, Mulgarox and Waluna. The new Premier, the ALP's Mark McGowan, stated before the election that he wouldn't overturn any final approvals that had been made. But what is final approval? What does a change of government mean for the proposed uranium mines in WA and what does it mean for affected communities? On today's show, we speak to Mia Pepper, nuclear-free campaigner at the Conservation Council of Western Australia, Mr Glenn Cook, a Nungunjara elder from the Nungunjara Nation in the Western Desert, and Dave Sweeney from the Australian Conservation Foundation. First, we speak to Mia Pepper from WA's Conservation Council about the campaign against the mines. Hi, Mia. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. Um, firstly, congratulations to you and all the rest of the crew in WA on no new mines over the eight years of the Liberal Barnett government. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's Yeah, we definitely like to shout that one from the rooftop. Yeah, so you should. I think you guys earned it. So can you give us a bit of a history and context about the last eight years before we talk about what the change of government um, means in the WA nuclear landscape now? Yeah, sure. So well, I guess it was... Uh, 2008, we elected the Barnett Liberal government, um, and then that was that was really during a time when the uranium price was peaking up above $100 a pound. So we just saw this huge amount of activity from mining companies um, exploring for uranium across WA, and so there was a, a few years there where it was just like a mad rush. Um, we couldn't really keep track of all the companies and and where they were, um, but after the after the Fukushima disaster, we really saw that taper off a lot. Um, we saw a lot of companies pull out of of exploration projects, but um, and that was really because of the fall of the uranium price. And um, but we were stuck with four proposals um, for for mines, um, and they're really the four big uranium deposits: so Waluna, Kintyre, Yaliri, and Mulga Rock. Um, and so I think it was 2013, the Waluna project got approved federally and state um, for their environmental approvals. And then, yeah, 2015, the Kintai mine got environmental, state and federal approval. And then as we got closer to the election, we saw um, we saw a, a, another rush of um, Mulga Rock Yaliri and then a, a second part of Waluna go through the assessment process. And so it was just really in the few weeks before the state election, we saw all those projects get state environmental approval and Mulga Rock got federal environmental approval. So they really did just rush it through in the lead up to the election? Yeah, it was quite it was quite stark. We've done a little bit of analysis on looking at, at the timelines for assessments and what we've been able to find really clearly is that the ministerial approvals for uranium mines has been much, much shorter than it usually would take for a minister a ministerial approval. 
So yeah, it was quite it was quite blatant. It was, and it was really because the Liberal government was trying to lock these companies in before the election, not knowing the outcome, but knowing that the Labor Party had a strong policy opposing uranium. Mm. So where does the um, new Labor McGowan government stand on uranium mining? Are they with so, the general ALP policy or a little bit rogue? Yeah, so there's a, there's a, bit, a slight difference. The, the party policy is really clear. It says that they um, completely oppose uranium mining and that the Labor government, that any Labor government wouldn't be bound by decisions by previous government that weren't consistent with Labor's policy. So that's really saying that if, you know, if mines were approved, that uh, a Labor government wouldn't wouldn't have any kind of responsibility to hold effect to that approval. But the leader of the party, um, the Premier, Mark McGowan, he had a slightly, he has a slightly different view. And his view was that, um, that he wasn't going to open the state up to compensation claims and that he would, if a project had final approval, he would allow that project to proceed. So with the final approval, define that, state, federal, and where are the four mines at? Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of mess we're in (laughs) now because we've got, we had that situation where we had, um, yeah, where where we're now all trying to define what what he meant by final approval. Um, And so from our perspective, a final approval is the last approval you would need before you could start mining. Mm, that would, would be, be what final implies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that would be a development approval or a construction approval. So, I mean, there's a whole suite of um, licences and permits through state and federal agencies that all of the projects still require. But because it's a state government and a state government decision, um, I think that the overall understanding is that they they couldn't make any kind of determination about any federal decision. So we're, we're looking just at the state decisions and the final state decision being um, being a development approval. Right. So how has this all um, affected the campaign direction since the change of government? Yeah, well, it's taken us into a pretty different space. For a lot of years, we've been tracking the progress of environmental assessments and holding them up where we can working with communities to help get those voices into the process. Um, and now we're really at a stage where we're working really closely with people in Labor on how to enact their policy and also looking um, at working with government to try and better understand the, the process, I guess. Um, we know that the Department of Mines and Petroleum are getting state solicitor advice on... on uh, how the Labor Party could enact their policy, and so really now we're we're all waiting to see what comes of that, and uh, and where Labor falls at the other side of seeing that that advice. And how does um, Federal Environment Minister Josh Frydenberg fit into all of this? When does it get to him? Well, for for two of the projects, the Yuliri project and Waluna project, he's currently assessing both of those. So. Um, he does have a role to play um, with those two projects, but other than that, he's kind of he's done his dash with Kintyre and Mogul Rock. He's already approved them, and so they're kind of out of his out of his remit. So it's back in the state's hands at that point. So that's up to you guys, really. Yeah. Wow. So, um, what can people around the country do to support you 
in, in, is there anything people can do to help the campaign from, you know, the East Coast? Yeah, absolutely. Or We're, anywhere else? Um, I mean, part of what we really need to do is show the WA Labor government that this is a big issue for people, whether they're here or whether they're, you know, in Port Adelaide or Darwin, where the uranium's going through or anywhere along the transport route or, you know, whether you're concerned about standing up for for uh, for country and traditional owners' rights to stop mining projects. Um, you know, we need to show them that people care. And so, yeah, we've started a, a bit of a, a campaign where we're asking people to send in selfies with a sign saying, ban uranium mining permanently, hashtag WA Labor. Um, so, yeah, if, if people could write a sign or download a sign from the WANFA website, which is wanfa.org.au, um, and send that in to us, put it up on social media and hashtag WA Labor, that'd be, yeah, be great to just reinforce that message. Because it does affect everyone. I mean, if mining of uranium does go ahead in WA, mm. it's um, still banned to export it from a WA port, isn't it? So it would have to either go out through mm. the Northern Territory or South Australia. So it does affect more than just the WA population. Yeah, that's right, it would. Um, and now just, so we're focused mostly on uranium and mining to, at this point, um, and that's been mm-hmm. a lot of the focus of what's been going on in um, WA lately, but is waste an issue there? I um, heard that the Shire mm-hmm. of Leonora Council was keen on hosting a nuclear waste site there. Is there any truth in that, mm-hmm. or how do you think that fits into the National Waste Facility situation? Yeah, there's, there's a bit of interesting stuff with waste in... In WA, there's, um, yeah, there was a big push from the Leonora Shire Council to host radioactive waste facility. And there were a couple of other nominations, one just north of Perth, another one in the Pilbara, uh, another one in the Goldfields and another one in the southwest. And we were really pleased when the federal government um, knocked all them off. But, yeah, the Leonora Shire Council seems a little bit more tenacious about it. So I think they've made other approaches to to the federal government, but um, yeah, haven't heard that any any kind of uh, other nominations from WA have been accepted. But having said that, there's this other interesting project that's being developed at the moment or going through assessment at the moment, and that's the um, it's called the Sandy Ridge Intractable Waste Facility. And um, so in WA, we've got one low-level radioactive waste dump called Mount Walton. Um, and that stores medical and industrial low-level radioactive waste. And so the the new the Sandy Ridge project proposes to store that same type of low-level medical and industrial radioactive waste. But for the first time ever, they're also proposing to import that low-level radioactive waste from other states and territories, which we're really concerned about because it then becomes a de facto national radioactive waste facility Mm. um but without the intermediate level waste um and so yeah there's some interesting questions there because i mean for a long time there's been suggestions that the federal government might like to separate the waste the two types of waste the low level and the intermediate level um but there's you know some pretty um gray areas when you get to the higher level of low level and the lower (laughs) level of intermediate level waste and um and so, yeah, we've, we've been putting in submissions saying that um, that there needs to be an exclusion on uh, national waste coming in to WA. Um, we also have a, um, 
a Nuclear Waste Prohibitions Act in WA, which does um, exclude the importation of waste. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that we're kind of watching, but it's, yeah, that, that project looks like it's, it's going ahead. It just got a federal um, kind of in-kind support from, um, I'm not sure what it's called now, but it's like a in-principle kind of development approval, but it's still going through the environmental assessment process. Well, so there's a lot going on at the moment, just for a change. It's mm. just shifts directions all the time. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that's happening in, in WA? Is it mostly dealing with the four potential new mines? Yeah, that's that's really what's... Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's plenty. Focus. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for your time on the show today. We appreciate it so much. Thanks so much for, t- yeah, for giving us a call. Hi, my name's Sarah. I love coming here because they offer vegan food. Hi, my name's Paul. This is my first time at Friends of the Earth. I think it's really awesome and the food's great, really healthy and nutritious. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op, 312 Smith Street, Collingwood. A tuneful experience. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We just heard from Mia Pepper about how the change of state government has affected the campaign to stop four new uranium mines in WA. Next, we'll hear briefly from Mr Glenn Cook, a Nunyanjara elder and artist, fighting to stop Toro's Waluna uranium mine proposal on his country. Mr Cook lives in the Western Desert, where phone reception is less than ideal. The sound quality of this interview is poor, but we feel it's important to hear the voices of Indigenous people affected by the threat of uranium mining on their land. Unfortunately, the interview was cut short when the phone reception cut out. Could I ask you to introduce yourself, please? Um, my name is Ben Cook. I am the Nandara Elder from the Western Desert, and I've been fighting against for just over five years. And how did that fight start? What made you start fighting uranium? Well, um, during that time, uh, five years ago, or more than five years ago, um, there was a, um, a uranium fighting in, in a place called Willuna, northeast of Algumi. And uh, that's, that's when we uh, started our first uh, march against uh, the uranium, and we walked to um, uh, to um, Perth, testing um, against the uh, uranium. And how long was that walk? Um, it must have took us took us just just over a, um, a six weeks. Six weeks. Uh, it's um, worth a, uh, a challenge. Yeah. And um, yes, it's. Um, it's one of those, um, fight against the uranium is very hard. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's always a uh, challenge because it's popping uh, up everywhere. That was Mr Glenn Cook, despite poor mobile coverage, telling us about his fight to stop uranium mining on his land. Next, we speak to Dave Sweeney from the Australian Conservation Foundation to get his perspective on the changes in government in Western Australia and what it means for uranium mining. Over treaty or sovereignty, because recognition, it's not something that we haven't just turned up, so we don't need recognition in that sense. We've been here the whole time. 
treaty, from my understanding, from my old people, is end to the war, the end to our suffering, and a chance for two sovereigns to sit down and negotiate a settlement. A settlement also acknowledges what's happened to our people over the last 200 plus years. So we can't be talking about a treaty. It's not a treaty process. It's got to have international scrutiny. We're just asking these criminals to, to determine the outcomes of the crimes that they've committed. 3CR, Radio for Change. Hi, Dave. Thanks for joining us on the show. Absolute pleasure. Uh, can you, to start off with, just give us some historical perspective and context on uranium mining policy and mining in WA? Well, as listeners will know, WA, it's a third of mainland Australia. It's a big resource state and the mining industry is both a significant economic uh, and political player in Western Australia, particularly in iron ore. Um, uranium mining has... Uh, has not happened at a commercial um, state in, in WA. There's been trial mining and, and there's been uh, extensive exploration and there's been uranium trial processing. Uh, Western Mining Corporation, uh, a French corporation, uh, through the 70s and 80s, trialled uh, different uranium projects and techniques right through the gold fields and... and uh, in other parts of WA, but there's not been a commercial uranium mine in the West, and there still isn't today, and that's uh, a tribute to a whole range of factors, um, political policy, community opposition, traditional owner resistance and opposition. There is radioactive ore mining in the sense of mineral sands mining in WA, uh, mineral sands and rare earths, but not uranium, and there's a very significant difference so what you've got, and as was made clear by the Western Australian, new Western Australian Mines Minister in Parliament just recently, is that uh, he said very matter-of-factly that there are no uranium mines in Western Australia and the, the number of mines, same number of mines as there was eight and a half years ago during the Barnett days, and that's none. Which is a fabulous effort on the part of everyone campaigning over there. That's no small feat, it, is it? It is. It is. A, it's a really magnificent effort. And, like, you look at it, it's a big state. It's a resource-driven state. It's a state that's got a highly centralised media and a business community that's very pro any sort of resource development. So in that context, for um, remote Aboriginal communities, for, uh, you know, communities and concerned people in cities and towns across WA to have created such a culture whereby, you know, it makes great political sense for one of the major political parties to have a very strong position against uranium mining is a tribute to community concern and activism. Absolutely. So what is the the new Mark McGowan ALP um, government's position on uranium mining and how does that relate to the federal position? The position on paper is really clear. The position on paper in the Labor Party's WA Labor platform and policy is that in government, WA Labor will oppose the mining and export of uranium and WA Labor will allow, allow no uranium mining or development in Western Australia. So it's quite categorical. Uh, the position in practice is, is there's, a, there's more wriggle room as some in the party and some in industry 
are trying to pressure to say that under the Barnett government, a series of projects were approved and therefore they must go ahead. Now, that's not the case. Certainly our view, um, considered and measured view, that uh, there are none of the projects in Western Australia satisfy the criteria of uh, full and final approval. All of them require a whole range of extra state and federal approvals. None of them has the full suite of approvals. None of them is in active construction to the definition of the Act. And none of them have we seen, in not one of the four cases, have we seen a company involved make a final investment decision to pursue a project. So from our view, it's clear. None of these got through the hoops when they had eight years of, of very fulsome support by the previous Barnett government. None of them got approved, up and running, and none of them should under a McGowan Labor government because their position is clear on paper. It's opposed unequivocally to uranium mining. The position that the uh, now Premier McGowan took to the recent, the March state election was one that said if they've got all their approvals, if they have their final approvals, then they can go ahead, but others won't. So it becomes a definitional argument now, Mara, but we're saying very strongly and very clearly, and we're working across a whole range of groups, industrial, labour, trade unions that have a strong interest, environment organisations, obviously front and centre with uh, Aboriginal communities and representatives saying, look, you were elected on a pretty clear policy and platform. These haven't cleared the hoops and they can't now. It, they were not approved under a coalition conservative government. They should not be approved under a progressive Labor state government. The Labor state government position is very strong and unequivocal and it's different to the, uh, the position of federal Labor. Federal Labor's position on uranium has been consistently compromised over many years and it has been actively undermined and probably most notably by a former very aggressive resource minister with a very aggressive pro-nuclear policy and approach. That was former resource minister Martin Ferguson who played a role, a significant role in weakening uh, you know, Labor's federal uranium policy. So it's now uh, um, nowhere near as good as it once was it says that it recognises there are a whole range of severe and unresolved problems, that it recognises there are unique and particular risks, but then it basically goes on to say, but, you know, you can do it. We constantly call on Labor to even enforce its weak and compromised existing federal policy because it calls for regular review, for the application of best standards, for the highest levels of transparency, for the highest levels of community engagement and scrutiny and worker protection. Now, those things are glaringly missing in the Australian context. They really are glaringly missing. The way that we dig the stuff and particularly the way that we ship and who we sell the stuff to, the sort of poverty of the, of the safeguards that we uh, hide behind in relation to this very dangerous product, we constantly call on federal labour to at least honour comments and the statements and the checks and balances they have in their federal position but unfortunately um, too often they let uh, this sector slide off the radar of public scrutiny so we're very keen to ensure and work with and remind Labor in Western Australia that the best way 
to get the best protection in this risky trade is to keep it right where it is now and right where it's been effectively forever in the ground, not dug up and exported. And are you, um, how are you working on the campaign in, in WA? What, what is your angle? You're dealing with the government at all or just trying to lobby? Yes, or... we're, talk- we're talking with government. We're, we're talking with the government. We are reminding different um, government people and members and politicians of their clear position, of the promises that they took and of the expectations people had that put them in power. We're working also with um, a range of the other, you know, affected players and stakeholders here, Mara, with, with industrial labour and trade unions that have a strong position against uranium mining and, like I mentioned, with Aboriginal communities. For a decade now, environment organisations have worked really closely with Aboriginal people and communities in Western Australia who have been in the direct firing line of the uranium industry with proposals for mining in that state. And now we are again really regrouping our efforts and getting a common message out there that we have held on and against, in many ways against the odds and against the constant pressure of eight and a half years of the Barnett government, and we are here now in a point, as we move into the second half of 2017, we're here in a point where there are no licensed operating uranium mines in WA. There has just been a a massively elected state government that has a clear policy against uranium mining. So West Australian Labor, it's time to stop being coy. It's time to be clear and to just outline clearly that this sector which has enjoyed considerable government benefit and inside track and running, has failed to deliver and has no place and will not be approved or advanced in WA. Is there anything you think that people across the country can do to help amplify the pressure to the state ALP government in WA? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important to support, to, to let people know in WA that they're not off the radar and they're not alone and that it, people support what they're doing. So I think, you know, there's lots of updates through the Conservation Council of WA, which links a whole lot of local groups that are active on this. So I think people checking in through the CCWA website and staying up to date with development, they also have a very clear call on that website and the way to make it easy to send a message, your own message, through to Premier McGowan, through to Mines Minister Bill Johnson, through to many other West Australian politicians about the importance of this issue on a national as well as a state level and about the importance and the desire to see WA Labor deliver on their platform promise and keep WA uranium mine free. So I think through Conservation Council is probably the best way to stay in touch and then through them they've provided an easy enough to do but significant and important reminder to those politicians that people are watching and that people care and people want to see them deliver on what they said they'd do, which is a uranium mine three WA. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time on the show today, Dave. It's really great to have your insight on and all that background. So yeah, good luck with the campaign and we'll stay in touch and keep updated. Thanks very much for the opportunity, Mara. Great to talk. Thanks, Dave. Thanks to the guests on today's show, Mia Pepper, Mr Glenn Cook and Dave Sweeney for their updates on the uranium mining threats to Western Australia. 
To support the campaign, sign the Uranium Free Charter at www.ccwa.org.au slash Uranium Free Charter. The Walker Dura Walkabout is happening on the 4th of August to the 3rd of September. To get involved and experience WA's astonishing landscape and culture and see some of the areas under threat, go to www.walkingforcountry.com. There's a lot going on in the nuclear-free movement at the moment. ICANN, the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons, has spearheaded the campaign to ban them. The United Nations has recently released a draft ban treaty. Congratulations to the team at ICANN for their amazing work. We'll do a show about the ban treaty soon, but if you'd like more information about it now, have a look at ICANN's website, www.icanw.org. And follow them on social media. And don't forget that Radiothon's coming up soon. We've got a great Radiothon show lined up for Saturday 17th of June, so please tune in, donate and support Community Radio. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this program at www.3cr.org.au slash radioactive and we'll post the web links that were mentioned on our Facebook page and website. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us on radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. This show was produced in the studios of 3CR with support from Friends of the Earth's ACE Nuclear Free Collective on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation in Fitzroy, Victoria, and it's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. Are you concerned about the growing threat of nuclear weapons? Join the Women's March to Ban the Bomb on the 17th of June in cities across Australia. It's women-led but inclusive of all. Go to womenbanthebomb.org for details. Voice your support for the UN negotiations now underway on a treaty to outlaw nuclear weapons and protest against Australia's shameful boycott of these historic talks. 17th of June, womenbanthebomb.org. The International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons Australia is a 3CR supporter. You've just been listening to a podcast produced at 3CR Community Radio. In 2017, 3CR is Radio for Change, and we need your support to continue to be an independent, radical voice promoting social and political justice and change. We're asking you, our listeners, to donate to the station and keep us going. This year, we need to make $220,000 to keep the station on air, so any amount you can afford makes a big difference. So call us on 039419-8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for supporting Community Radio.